Welcome to It Was Found in My Heart. We pray that through the word you will yearn to increase in the knowledge of God. And may you realize that you are known, loved, and valued. And even before you put on flesh, you were found in his heart. All right, so before we get into before we get to the Samaritan woman at the well, we wanted to do a little backstory. You know, what John is what is this deal with the Samaritans and the Jews? As I read that um the Jews despised the Samaritans so much is that they didn't even want to go through Samaritan. They would go across the Jordan River so that they can they can bypass Samaritan. So there's some bad blood going on with these two uh groups of people. Now who are the Samaritans? You know, who are the Samaritans? What do you know about the Samaritans, love? Well the Samaritans, um, they are they are Jewish, but they're also have mixed with pagans um, in the area. And so the Jewish people consider them to be half-breeds. You know, they're not full 100% kosher Jews, if I could say that. Started with Solomon. Solomon was doing things that was contrary to what God had told him to do. So he's the wisest man in the world. So point being, you can be as wise as all get out and still mess up, right? And so when he messed up, God said, okay, prophesied over this individual and said, listen, you are going to be the king because I'm about to do a split in Israel. They're going to be a northern part of Israel. And then the, the, the southern part is going to be of Judah and some few other tribes in that. Right. right. So the northern tribe, they go in and they, they make their, their main place Samaria. So it's full of Jews, right? Jews are in Samaria. But then the Syrians come and they capture or put into exile the northern Israelites, right? right? And they put them into captivity. And then they implanted people from other places to go and live in this new territory where they stripped of all Jews from. Now, they were having problems in that land because they were getting eaten up by lions and stuff like that. And they were like, they were trying to serve the wrong God in this land that God had, had gave, given to the Israelites. So they go to the Assyrians and what the Assyrians do, they send uh, somebody, a Jewish priest to Samaria to teach them how to worship God in that land that they were in. And so they say, okay, this is good that we can, we can, we can serve the God that they were serving here, but still do our pagan activity. And God's not playing that, right? So, there's this division because they, the Jews felt like they cohabitated with the pagans. And so now it's kind of all messed up and everything, all whacked. Right. They build a temple. And I think as time goes on, things get kind of heated between these two people, the Jewish people and the Samaritans. That there, it's, it's written that they built a temple on this, this, uh, mountain, Gezerism or Gerizism. Gerizism. Garrison. And um it's my my own garrison. But um they built a temple saying this is the place we need to worship. But and they ignored Mount Zion, the one that God had prophesied about, you know, the Messiah. And so there's this problem with that. And so the Jews said, Man, they disgracing um the Jewish customs and everything. So I'm told that the the Jews went in there and they tore down the temple that the Samaritans had built. So now the Samaritans is upset, and I'm told, you know, through the history that the Samaritans went and, and massacred some Jews. And so we have this heated rivalry between the two. 
And why am I telling you this? Because of the fact that we're coming to a Samaritan woman. So you can understand this conversation they're having when Jesus is having with the Samaritan woman of how heated this relationship should have been, but also see how freeing this relationship turns out to be. Okay. So let us begin by reading the scriptures. And what is the, uh, what is the scriptures that we have from that we're going to read first? Yeah. From verses four through 26 is the, is the conversation. Um, but as always, we're going to start at verse one. Okay. Okay. So the Pharisees heard that Jesus was gaining and baptizing more disciples than John. Although in fact, it was not Jesus who baptized, but his disciples. When the Lord learned of this, he left Judea and went back once more to Galilee. Now he had to go through Samaria. So he came to a town in Samaria called Sychar or Sychar, near the plot of ground Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired as he was from the journey, sat down by the well. It was about the sixth hour. Now, in the beginning of that, it says Jesus had to go through Samaria. It wasn't like it wasn't an option. He had to go through Samaria because he had he had to meet someone there. There was someone there that he had to meet and there was someone who needed to meet him. And that someone was this Samaritan woman, as we'll see in, in the next few verses. All right. So, so Jesus had, he had an obligation to go through Samaria. He had an appointment. Can you imagine an, a face-to-face appointment with Jesus? You know, we, even though we may not get, and we, we haven't gotten that, that face-to-face with him, but all of us will have had or will have an appointment of some kind with Jesus in the spirit, with the Holy Spirit, we're going to have an appointment with him, you know, but this woman had a face-to-face appointment with the Messiah. And uh, just a little backstory about this land that Jacob um, purchased. Uh, He purchases from um, this king, uh, Samarian, and he had a son named Shechem. And Shechem was the was the name of the city, and so Jacob buys this land. Um, he uh, pitches a tent and also builds an altar, and he calls this altar Almighty God. And not soon after that, I think that was like in chapter thirty three, the ending part of chapter thirty three, but in thirty four of Genesis, Shechem, the son of Hamor, he liked Dinah which was Jacob's daughter. He liked her so much that he raped her, but he still really loved her and he wanted to marry her and he wanted Jacob to give her to him. And, um, but it was a disgraceful thing that he did. And Jacob's uh, agreed to, Haman came in there and said, hey, listen, you know, your daughters can marry our sons and our sons can marry your daughters. And an agreement, let's make a covenant. And Jacob said, okay. But Simeon and Levi, Dinah's brothers, didn't didn't like what he did. And so they came with a plan to get them to get circumcised. They all agreed. The males in the city agreed. And when they were in their lowest point, hurting the deepest, 
uh, Simeon and Levi went in and killed all the men of the city, you know, and of course it wasn't justified. And you can tell by, I think it's Genesis 39 where uh, Jacob is blessing his sons. And when it comes down to Simeon and Levi, he has some, some, some say it's a blessing. Some say it's a curse, but I think that what he was doing, he was re- rebuking the anger, the fierce anger that was in them. And so we have this land here, which I find is really interesting that it has a history of a woman being defiled and then men paying the consequences, losing their lives because of that. But this, what we're about to talk to you about the Samaritan woman turns on to be something totally different. We have a totally different outcome, which is amazing. What's also interesting is that looking at the background, we already talked about Nicodemus, right? Looking at Nicodemus' background and the Samaritan woman's background, we had a religious leader, and then we have what they considered a harlot. And the religious leader comes hiding. You know, he comes at night. He's secretive. He didn't want anybody to really know that he's coming. And now you have this this harlot of a woman that has this label from everybody knows who she is. And Jesus is approaching her in the daylight, high noon, right? Mm -hmm. So you have this exposure of, we know who you are. You can't hide yourself. And then we have this guy that says, we know who you are, but you're going to hide yourself because you don't want nobody to know you are making this connection. So I found that pretty interesting. Jesus came in broad daylight, which was kind of out of the norm, you know, first of all, he's talking to this this woman and a Samaritan and and he's doing it in broad daylight, you know. So he, Jesus, wasn't, he was not he ashamed. Was not yes. ashamed to talk to talk to her. You know, where sometimes we can be ashamed. Let's take it from, you know, people who may not be um they may be in a what we consider a lower social class, or let's let's say someone who's homeless, and you you have someone who's passing by, and they're in a higher social social class. They may want to talk to them, but they don't want anybody to see them talking to someone who's not in that same class. Like, why is she talking? And why is he talking to people like that? Jesus didn't have that attitude because this woman was of value. He knew she was of, of, of value. She may not have known it, but he knew it. And he was not ashamed to talk to her. Thanks for streaming with us this week. And if you have a topic that interests you, questions about anything we've covered, or have a prayer request, you can email us at iwfimh at gmail.com. iwfimh at gmail.com post on our Facebook page it was found in my heart we don't know it all but we know the one who does God bless and may you have a blessed week